0: Welcome back to the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. I'm Scott Spratt, a writer for Football Outsiders, part of the Edge Sports family. It's week 14, and that means the fantasy playoffs are starting in most formats. Playing the matchups is more critical than ever the next few weeks, and I'll help you do that by detailing my best and worst predicted matchups this week based on player venues, the forecasted weather, and defensive opponents. Let's get that started with quarterbacks. My favorite quarterback matchups this week include Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and Sam Darnold. For Cousins, I'd actually identified a few weeks ago that he had shown a trend where when he's facing the bottom half DVOA teams in the league, he tended to throw for a lot fewer pass attempts in games, but I've kind of gotten up uh, eased a little bit on those concerns of late. He's thrown 32 or more pass attempts in five of his last six games, and that includes throwing 34 in Week 7 against the Lions, the team he faces this week at home. The Lions are the number 26 DVOA pass defense, and they increase pass plays by 8%. They also increased passing yards per attempt by 8% and touchdowns per attempt by 24%. That number is the sixth highest in football. All of that works together to rise Cousins up to my number three quarterback for the week. Normally, he's 13th in true talent, so great week to start Cousins in your shallow formats. Next up, we have Aaron Rodgers. He's at home against the Redskins, the number 20 DVOA pass defense. The Redskins also increased passing touchdowns per attempt by 21% and that's going to boost Rodgers up to number one at the position for me this week with some of the usual suspects having some difficult matchups. There is going to be a little bit colder weather in Green Bay, 41 degrees with 14-mile-an-hour sustained winds, but Rodgers has been pretty immune to weather concerns through much of his career, so I don't really have any concerns there. Definitely start him in your redraft leagues. Baker Mayfield, kind of similar weather situation. Kind of the entire northeast and north is seeing a little bit of wind and colder temperatures this week. Mayfield will have to deal with 16-mile-per-hour sustained winds at home in Cleveland. But he draws a really nice matchup here against the Bengals, who were number 31 in DVOA pass defense. The Bengals actually increased passing yards per attempt by 25%, which is the most in football, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 19%. I actually have been getting a little bit more optimistic about Mayfield in general of late. He threw one or zero touchdowns in his first eight games this season, kind of hard to believe, but he's up to eight touchdowns over his last four weeks. So I think he's kind of bouncing back towards that quarterback two tier, and he's at the top of that for me this week uh, with a good matchup. Next up, we have Carson Wentz. He is at home against the Giants on Monday Night Football. The Giants, uh, they have the number 31 DVA pass defense and number 11 DVOA run defense. So they definitely skew some work towards the pass, even though you wouldn't necessarily expect that given the general lack of quality of the team. The Giants also increased passing yards per attempt by 14%, which is the second most in football, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 22%. All of that jumps Wentz up into my top five this week, kind of in a similar spot to Kirk Cousins. Uh, The one concern I have here is that that Monday night game has a 56% chance of rain in Philadelphia, but I think there's enough good factors helping Wentz that I'm still going to start him with confidence this week, even though you won't necessarily know what the weather's going to look like on Saturday when you're making those calls. And then finally, for the good quarterback matchups, we have Sam Darnold. He's at home against the Dolphins this week. Uh, The Dolphins have the number 32 DVOA pass defense. They increased pass yards per attempt by 8% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 47%. That number is the most in football, so really nice matchup here for Darnold. I think he's probably going to bounce back from a tougher matchup from last week. Next up, the quarterbacks with the worst matchups this week. Those include Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Eli Manning, and Josh Allen. For Mahomes, I think the big question this week for people that are willing to play the matchups is whether or not you would consider benching Mahomes in a redraft league this week. Obviously, you do not want to dance with the horses that got you there, but it doesn't really get much tougher than playing on the road in New England at this point. The Patriots have the number one DVA pass defense. They decrease pass plays by 6%. They decrease passing yards per attempt by 19%. That's the second most in football. And they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 35%. That's the fourth most in football. So I was kind of getting into this, and you can see a little bit of a table that I created for this in my article on footballoutsiders.com. But I was looking at other elite quarterbacks that had faced the Patriots this year, and there have been a couple that have had some success. Most notable probably Deshaun Watson this last week. Uh, He threw for three passing touchdowns and actually caught a receiving touchdown on a trick play, pretty cool play. But that, that may feel, I mean, that Watson thing kind of turned me into this. A lot of the fantasy success that, that quarterbacks have had against the Patriots this year have not come on passing. They've come on either rushing or receiving success. Josh Allen ran in a touchdown back in week four. Lamar Jackson ran for 61 yards and two touchdowns a few weeks ago. And then Watson caught the touchdown last week. And so if you just look at the splits for this, even the best quarterbacks that have faced the Patriots are averaging just 10 fantasy points with their passing efforts, while they're averaging five and a half fantasy points for their rushing and receiving efforts, adding up to 15.5 fantasy points. So the total 15.5 sounds like a decent total, but again, that's skewed heavily towards the guys that run. And while Mahomes has athleticism, that really isn't a huge part of his game. I'm not going to tell you that Mahomes is only going to have 10 fantasy points with his passing, uh, but that would be there's 31st at the position in last week's fantasy scoring. But dropping Mahomes to where I drop him still lowers him to 15th at the position this upcoming week. And so there may be some streaming options for you, um, like your winces and your cousins. Maybe even Jacoby Brissett, maybe a guy that you could start this week over Mahomes. You're probably not ready to do that, but this is a very difficult matchup. I would definitely avoid him in DFS, where he remains the number one uh, or the number two guy in DraftKings Price. The number one guy in DraftKings Price is Lamar Jackson. He faces a pretty tough matchup, too, here on the road against the Bills. The Bills are the number five DVA pass defense and gets the number 22 DVO run defense, so definitely skewing a little bit more work towards the run. And they decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 54%, which is the most in football. Luckily for Jackson owners, Jackson can run himself, and that'll probably be a way that he can sort of mitigate some of the damage here. Uh, And in fact, the Bills do increase rushing touchdowns per attempt, so perhaps Jackson will run in a touchdown. But this is a little bit of a concern for me, and I've, I've dropped Jackson this week. Normally my number one quarterback, I've dropped him all the way to seventh with a tough matchup. Across the field from him, Josh Allen is playing uh, in the same game and has kind of a similar situation. He dropped from 10th to 17th for me this week, and for much the same reasons. Uh, The Ravens have the number three DVOA pass defense, but number 25 DVOA run defense. They decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 52%, which is the second most behind only the Bills. And they also increase rushing touchdowns per attempt. So I think if you want to start Allen this week, you're just hoping that he runs in a touchdown. If he doesn't do that, I think it's probably going to be a rougher week this week. And in your shallow formats, you may have some better streaming options to use ahead of Allen. Next up, Dak Prescott. He plays a Thursday night football on the road against the Bears. The Bears aren't the exceptional defense that they were last year, but they're still very good. They're number eight in DVOA pass defense, and they decrease passing yards per attempt by 7% and passing touchdowns per attempt by 46%. That latter number is the third most in football, and it drops Prescott outside of my top 20 this, this week at the position. So even if you're not ready to, to bench Mahomes in a redraft format, I think you probably should bench Dak Prescott. There are a number of guys that will be on your wire that are better than him this week. And then Eli Manning, probably don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but Manning is probably going to start this week for the Giants after Daniel Jones suffered a high ankle sprain last week. And um, Maine gets this road game against the Eagles. The Eagles are number 15 in DVA pass defense and neutral for passing yards per attempt and touchdowns per attempt. But I think it's fair to say that you're probably going to look elsewhere in, in fantasy this week, except in your very deep leagues. Next up, running backs we will start with the best matchups. Those include Devontae Freeman, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley and Miles Sanders. For Devontae Freeman, he draws that home matchup against the Panthers. Uh, I asked Aaron Schatz if the Panthers were an historically terrible run defense because it sure seems that way. He said they weren't, but they are the number 32 DVOA run defense this season and number seven DVOA pass defense. Last week, uh, Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson combined for, I think, about 228 yards and and three touchdowns. Freeman's going to have a lot of work in this game for the Falcons and should have a ton of success. The Panthers increased rushing yards per attempt by 22% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 151%, which is by far the most in football. I definitely think Freeman's going to score one touchdown. Could be multiple. You definitely want to start him this week. He's not nearly as expensive in DraftKings as you would expect, given the plush matchup. For Austin Eckler, uh, he's on the road against the Jaguars. Uh, The Jaguars are a better pass defense than run defense. They're number 31 against the run and number 16 against the pass. And that may be something that helps Melvin Gordon a little bit more than Eckler, but Eckler also benefits from the fact that the Jaguars are number 25 in DVOA defense against receiving backs. They increased rushing yards per attempt by 11% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 44%, the third most in football. And Eckler's actually remained fairly heavily involved near the goal line, despite his relative small stature compared to Gordon. So I think it's going to be a really nice week for Eckler. I would start him as a top 20 option in the position. And then Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, teammates, you can actually start both of them with confidence. Chubb has continued to get more than 20 carries per game since Hunt returned from his early season suspension. But Hunt is averaging five receptions per game uh, along the same lines, even while Chubb is getting all those carries. So uh, in particular in your PPR formats, Hunt is kind of a typical safe uh, flex option in PPR. This week at home against the Bengals, I think you can start both of them with confidence, the Bengals are number 27 in DVOA defense against the run and number 28 in DVOA defense against receiving backs. They increased run plays by 20%, which is the most in football, and rushing yards per attempt by 12% and touchdowns per attempt by 6%. So kind of all of those factors should probably help both Chubb and Hunt to see a little bit more work than usual this week and probably have a lot of efficiency. Also, I mentioned earlier this game has some colder, colder temperatures and, and wind, so it may be a case where the Browns want to rely a little bit more heavily on the run than even usual which would boost Chubb and Hunt's value even further. Now for Todd Gurley, he's at home against the Seahawks. On paper, they don't look like the greatest run defense to face. They're number 18 in DVOA against the run, but the Seahawks do increase rushing yards per attempt by 10% and rushing touchdowns per attempt by 64%, which is the second most in football. So I think this is probably a case where the Seahawks are a better fantasy matchup for running backs than they are in real life for running backs. Meanwhile, Gurley, as a great receiving option, is probably a little bit less effective by, by that efficiency doc. Uh, from the Seahawks than, he, than a lot of running backs would be. And kind of a similar situation here for Miles Sanders on that Monday night game against the Giants. Uh, the Giants are number 11 in DVOA run defense, so definitely worse against the pass. But the Giants also increased run plays by 15%, which is the third most in football. And they're number 23 in DVOA defense against receiving backs. Sanders does a lot of his work uh, as a receiver. And right now it doesn't look like Jordan Howard's going to play this week, it's going to be tough to really know what to do with that, considering that this is a Monday night game. You may not know on Saturday or Sunday if Howard's going to play, but I think the fact that Sanders gets so much of his work as a receiver and has a good matchup here as a receiving back, I think you can probably start him as a flex option with confidence. If Howard doesn't play, then I think Sanders is a top 10 option at the position. It may be a great steal for you in DFS if you're willing to take that gamble. Okay, next up, the running backs with the worst matchups this week. We have Raheem Mostart, Bo Scarborough, uh, Jordan Wilkins. Darwin Thompson, Philip Lindsay, and Jonathan Williams. For Mostart and, and Thompson, those are my top two waiver wire picks this week, but both of them draw a pretty d- bad matchup. The former Mostart has to go on the road to face the Saints. The Saints have the number six DVOA run defense, and they decrease run plays by 17%, which is the second most in football. I think it's unlikely that Mostart gets a big volume here, especially since Matt Breda looks like he's about to return this week. So that can, probably bumps Mostart back to the number two back. Again, even though he's past Evan Coleman on the depth chart, it seems. Uh, For for Thompson, I think that both Damian Williams and Darrell Williams are going to miss this game. They both miss Wednesday's practice, and the Chiefs actually re-signed their former back Spencer Ware this week. So I think that's kind of an indication that they probably don't expect either Williams to play this week. And I think that makes Thompson the number one back. Andy Reid certainly indicated that he expects Thompson to get a little bit more work this week than even last week. But facing that Patriots defense on the road still could be a really tough spot for Thompson and LaShawn McCoy for that matter, too. The Patriots are better against the pass than the run, but they are still number seven in DVOA against the run. And just the general quality of their defense leads to fewer run plays. They cut them by 16%, and they also cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 50%, which is the fourth most in football. Unless Thompson gets a lot of work as a receiver, which I don't necessarily expect— I think this could be a pretty tough matchup for him, and he may be a player that you want to bench in your shallower formats, although in deeper formats, I think the workload will be there to, to sort of help him get into that flex range. Um, next up, we have Bo Scarborough. He's definitely not involved in the passing game right now, has just one target on the year, but is averaging 18 carries per game in the last three weeks. So I think he has that early down role for the Lions locked in. The problem is, as just a runner, he's going to be a little bit more susceptible to the matchups running backs that get both rushing and receiving work, and that's going to make this week likely a pretty tough one on the road against the Vikings. The Vikings are the number nine DVOA run defense, and they cut rushing touchdowns per attempt by 55%, which is the second most in football. And then with the Colts, uh, Jonathan Williams looked like a really attractive fantasy matchup last week, but he ended up getting benched in the second half for Jordan Wilkins, and now at this point, I don't really know what to make of that, that workload split. Uh, I've lowered both players outside my top 25 in true talent, and they, I've lowered them even further this week on the road against the Buccaneers. The Bucs are the number one DVOA run defense and number 19 DVOA pass defense, and that skews their opponent's workload a little bit more toward the pass. They actually cut their opponent's run place by 15%. They also cut their opponent's rushing yards per attempt by 24%, which is the second most in football. And so with that, I think Wilkins and Williams, they probably belong on your bench in shallower formats. Uh, Wilkins, I have a little bit more usable as the 32nd option for this week, but that's kind of borderline in your shallow formats. And then Philip Lindsey, he's on the road against the Texans. The Texans are number 15 in DVOA run defense and number 25 in DVOA pass defense. So kind of along the similar lines there that the Buccaneers, they cut their opponents' run plays by 11%, and they also cut their opponents' rushing touchdowns per attempt by 53%, which is the third most in football. Okay, next up we have wide receivers where the best matchups this week include Stephon Diggs, James Washington, Zach Pascal, uh, Tyrell Williams, and Robert Woods. For Diggs, he definitely is the number one receiver for the Vikings right now. Looks like Adam Thielen's going to miss this week. Honestly, wouldn't be shocked if he misses the rest of this season. The Lions are number 26 in DVOA against the pass. They increase pass plays by 8%, passing yards per attempt by 8%, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 24%. That latter number is the sixth most in football and makes Diggs a clear top 10 option for me at the position this week. For James Washington, he's not quite that exceptional, but I have him in my top 30 on the road against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are number 26 in DVOA defense against number one outside receivers, which is what Washington is, at least as long as Juju Smith-Schuster is out. And Smith-Schuster didn't practice again on Wednesday with his knee injury. I think he's probably going to miss another week. The Cardinals also increased pass plays by 9%, passing yards per attempt by 9%, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 33%, which is the second most in football. That latter number is probably a big indicator for Washington, who even without smith use in the lineup hasn't been getting a huge volume of passing targets, but he has been scoring a lot of touchdowns, and I think he'll probably score one this week on the road against the Cardinals. For Zach Pascal, I mean, he's more or less the last Colts receiver standing at this point. Eric Ebron landed on injury reserve last week. Chester Rogers landed on injury reserve this week. The team decided not to bring back Devin Funches when his injured reserve deadline hit. He still hasn't had his collarbone fully healed. And T.Y. Hilton is now saying that he's unsure if he'll play again this year. They may get Paris Campbell back this week, the rookie receiver, but whether or not they do, I think Zach Pascal is, is definitely the number one wide receiver for the team this week. And that's a good spot to be in against the Buccaneers, who were number 22 in DVOA defense against both number one and number two outside receivers. The Bucks increased pass plays by 20%, which is the most in football, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 30%, which is the third most in football. So Pascal's a really nice option here. And even Marcus Johnson in your deeper, deeper leagues may be an option for you this week. And for Tyrell Williams, I've actually been lowering him a lot in my rankings of late. I have him down to 39th in my true talent at the position. Uh, he's actually seen three or fewer targets in seven of his last eight games and just had four in the other one. Um, But I bumped him up to 35th this week with a good matchup at home against the Titans. The Titans are number 27 in DVOA defense against number one outside receivers, and they increased pass plays by 7%. And then finally, with Robert Woods kind of trending in the other direction, I have him up to 11th in my true talent rankings. He's actually seen a, a huge volume of 39 targets over the last three weeks. Even with Brandon Cook's back, he was heavily involved in the passing game this last week. And he's at home against the Seahawks, that while they're number 13 in DVOA pass defense, they do increase pass plays by 9% and could lead to a few extra targets for Woods this week. Next up, the wide receivers with the worst matchups include Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Marquise Brown, and Keenan Allen. For Tyree Kill, he kind of draws the brunt of the damage that Patrick Mahomes is going to see on the road against the the Patriots. The Patriots are number two in DVOA defense against number one receivers, um, and they decrease pass plays by 6%, passing yards per attempt by 19%, in passing touchdowns by 35% per attempt. Those last two rates are second most and fourth most at the position. So I think it could be a tough matchup here for Hill and for pretty much all of the, the Chiefs' pass catching targets. Kind of case in point to that, two weeks ago, Amari Cooper faced that defense and was held without a catch. I think he'll probably have a little bit easier time this Thursday against the Bears, but still is a pretty tough spot here. The Bears are number four in DVOA defense against number one outside receivers. They decrease passing yards per attempt by 7% and touchdowns per attempt by 46%, the third most in football. For Michael Thomas, you're definitely not going to lower him that much in the rankings, and I still have him second this week despite a tough home matchup against the 49ers. But the 49ers really are difficult. They're top 10 in DVOA against all wide receiver groupings, against tight ends, and against receiving backs. So kind of a bad matchup across the board here for your Saints pass catchers. Uh, the, The 49ers cut pass plays by 18%, which is tied for the most in football. They cut passing yards per attempt by 20% which is the most, and passing touchdowns per attempt by 25%. So it could be a relatively tough week for Thomas, even though his target share is so high that you would never bench him. Uh, for Marcus Brown, uh, Marquise Brown, his target share really hasn't been high. Since he got back from his hamstring injury, he's seen just 15 targets in five games. And while he does have three touchdowns to kind of boost that number and make him more of a fantasy option, could be tough for him this week against the Bills, who decrease passing touchdowns per attempt by 54%, which is the most in football. Brown will probably be shadowed by cornerback Tredavious White, who has a 62% coverage success rate, which is 10th best at the position, and is allowing just 5.6 yards per target, which is 5th best according to Sports Info Solutions charting. So definitely a tough spot for Brown, and I would avoid him in your shallow formats. Maybe in DFS and a tournament setting you could use him, but I would probably avoid him this week. And then Keenan Allen, he's on the road against the Jaguars, and while the, the Jaguars don't have their top corner, Jalen Ramsey, who they traded to the Rams, they are still number three in DVA defense against number one rec- outside receivers. So I still think, even without Ramsey, this is a tough spot for Allen, who moved to the, to the back end of my top ten this week with a bad matchup. Okay, let's finish this up with the tight ends, where the best matchups this week include Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, Vance McDonald, Darren Waller, and Ryan Griffin. For Kyle Rudolph, he's definitely seen his number of targets increase with Adam Thielen out. And again, Adam Thielen likely to miss week 14 as well. Rudolph gets the home matchup against the Lions this week. They're number 30 in DVOA defense against tight ends, and that boosts Rudolph all the way up to eighth for me this week. Doyle is my true talent eighth uh, tight end at this point. Um, after this last week where, where all of the Colts injuries happened, he's, he played 94% of the team's offensive snaps, a huge increase from when Eric, Eric Ebron was in the lineup. And I've jumped him up to sixth this week, Facing off against the Buccaneers defense, that's number 29 in DVOA defense against tight ends and allowing 70 yards per game to the position, which is the second most in football behind only the Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, the lucky tight end that faces them this week is Vance McDonald of the Steelers. The Cardinals are number 32 in DVOA defense against tight ends, and they're allowing 81 yards per game to the position, which is the most in football. The last three weeks, the Cardinals have turned three kind of also ran tight ends into very usable options. O.J. Howard had four catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Ross Dwelly had four yards, 14 or four catches, 14 yards, and two touchdowns, uh, substituting in for an injured George Kittle. And Tyler Higby last week had seven catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. So four total touchdowns, and all three of those players set a season high in targets the week they faced the Cardinals. I think something similar is probably going to happen with McDonald this week. And even though he's been kind of a fantasy non-factor since Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, he's in my top 20 this week. And as someone, I think you can probably stream in your shallow formats if you're having some trouble with the position. Next up, Darren Waller. He had kind of been falling a little bit in my rankings of late, but the Hunter Renfro injury, I think is probably gonna move a little bit more work back his way. He saw nine targets this last week with Renfro missing his first game. And so I've moved Waller back up to my true talent tight end number five. Now I jumped him up to number one this week at home against the Titans. The Titans are number 21 in DVOA defense against tight ends. And then Ryan Griffin, another tight end that's been skewing, um, skewing positive since Chris Herndon's injury, he gets a plus matchup here at home against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are number 19 in DVOA defense against tight ends and allowing 60 yards per game to the position, eighth most in football. Now let's close this up with the Titans with the worst matchups. Those include Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, Jason Witten, and Jared Cook. For Kelsey, he's got that, that, that road matchup against the Patriots. I don't think Kelsey is quite as susceptible to bad matchups. Not necessarily that Mahomes has been that much in his career either. But this is a very difficult matchup against the Patriots. They're number seven in DVA defense against tight ends. They allow just 42 yards per game to the position. So it could be a relatively tough game for Kelsey. Don't bench him in, in your typical redraft formats, but maybe in DFS, look elsewhere. In the DFS, I would also look elsewhere than Mark Andrews. That road matchup against the Bills puts him against the number nine DVOA defense against tight ends. And the Bills are allowing just 35 yards per game to the position, second fewest, fewer than even the Patriots. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think, is actually going to make it back for this Monday night game against the Eagles. But given that it's on Monday night, you might want to look elsewhere. Unless, you, I guess, you have Caden Smith to back him up. Could be a risky spot for you there. Meanwhile, adding to the risk, that Eagles matchup is pretty tough for tight ends. They allow just 45 yards per game to the position. That's tied for 7th fewest in football. Uh, Jason Witten, he's playing this Thursday night against the Bears, another good tight end defense. And then Jared Cook draws actually the number one tight end defense at home against the 49ers. The 49ers allow just 26 yards per game to the position, the fewest in football. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Football Outsiders Fantasy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and also Stitcher. Best of luck in your fantasy playoff matchups this week, and I'll be back next Tuesday to discuss the waiver wire options for you in Week 15. Talk to you then.